The Carolina Hurricanes have climbed into second place in the Metropolitan Division. The Winnipeg Jets find ways to win while the Edmonton Oilers get another milestone from McDavid but struggle on defense and in goal. We've got all that and a lot more on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today. And thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Carolina Hurricanes, Jared Ellison. Jared, four straight wins for the Canes, three of them on this West Coast road swing. What is this team doing so well that now has catapulted them to second place in the Metropolitan Division? Yeah, so I think, you know, with a lot of that was, you know, they're coming off that uh, five-game losing streak where they just couldn't get anything going. And I think, you know, them getting back on track, it was a combination of several things. Uh, the offense uh, starting to heat back up uh, because that was a very uh, difficult issue there. They were getting tons of high-danger chances, and nothing was happening. Same with the power play is at one point 30th out of uh 32 teams in the nhl it was not going well for them and things have just started clicking again uh in every aspect and i also think they've uh built some confidence as well getting these wins i think that was big i think they had gotten in their own heads a little bit uh but they've started to get back to the winning ways they got some confidence under them and let's see how far this can take them Talk to me a little bit about injuries. This team has had to overcome a lot of them. How have the injuries affected them and how have they been able to get back on track and overcome some of these injuries to key players? Yeah, with the injuries, uh, it's been rough for sure. Uh, Tavo Teravine, and he was able to come back last night against the Los Angeles Kings, which was great. Uh, missing his playmaking ability but you know dealing with all the injuries it's definitely just a next man up mentality you know frederick anderson going down again Pyotr kochekov just stepping up and being ready to go andre kasha he's been out since the beginning of the year uh we haven't even seen max patch ready yet so it's just a next man up mentality and guys getting out there and doing their job and holding each other accountable. What impact has the addition of Brent Burns had to this team? Yeah, so he finally seems like he's starting to uh, click a bit more in the system. I've said you know, before that you know, after spending over a decade in one system, it's going to take a little bit of time to get acclimated uh, to the new way of doing things. And he's definitely endeared his self to fans already with this play. But he... You know, aside from a few defensive lapses here and there that we've seen, he's really brought some physicality uh, and some grit to the defense. He seems to be starting to get his footing under him uh, when it gets when in terms of his offensive production, you know, sliding against uh, or 
beside Jacob Slavin. And I'm really liking what he's bringing to the team. It seems where it's starting to click for him. And I'm really excited to see how the season progresses for him. Give me the the name of a player who maybe isn't making a lot of headlines nationally, but has been a big help to this Carolina Hurricanes team and their recent success. I really think uh, one that comes to mind initially is that of Brett Pesci. He just played in his 500th game. He scored two game-winning goals uh, in these past couple games. Uh, Pyotr Kochekov is another guy where it seems to be flying under the radar. He's been stellar with his goaltending as well. But those are definitely the two guys that come to mind the most. And then, honestly, now that I'm talking about it again, Jordan Martinuk, he's really having a great bounce back season after really struggling the past couple. What do you think has been different about Martin right now this year? And, you know, you mentioned the, the comeback, he's a plus seven, he's got seven goals. W what's different about him this year? Yeah, I think it's a, a few things. I think that he, uh, he's finally healthy now, which is really important and because yeah he had been dealing with uh several injuries you know over the past couple of years and then i think one thing that kind of lit a fire under him this offseason was him getting placed on waivers at the beginning of the season getting sent down to the ahl and called right back up but i think all of that combined has really just lit a fire under him and he's firing on all cylinders he got his uh, first hat trick since November 2018 the other night against St. Louis. Just everything is going right for him. And if he can continue to stay healthy, which is big for him, especially coming off these past couple of years, I think you know, he could seriously have the best year of his career. Talk to me about Svechnikov. He has been outstanding all season long and really has been the, the best offensive player perhaps on this team. What makes him so effective? I think with him, it's a combination of a few things. I think that he has, he's obviously got more experience in the NHL right now. And so he has that to work off of. And, you know, I said whenever he signed that big extension the other year um, that I wanted to see him, you know, start to take uh the correct steps in terms of his career progressing and he put in the work this offseason he did it last offseason as well but you know he's just put in the work and everything is clicking for him he i know at times over the past couple of years yeah he can get a bit predictable at times of what you're expecting him to do and that hasn't been the case this year and i he's just taking his game to the next level and he is seriously just put in the hard work to continue to just get better. He has a tremendous coaching staff around him, tremendous teammates, and everything is just falling into place with him this season. It's the universe and the stars have aligned for him this year. <laughs> Give me one thing this team needs to do better to continue to have success and compete in a very tough metropolitan division. Special teams, easy. Uh, their power play, you know, aside you know from these past couple day games where it has improved, just as a whole this year, it has been bad. It has been really bad, and there's uh, penalty kill also hasn't been up to the same level that it had been uh, the past couple years. Last year being especially good, 
And they have got to improve their special teams uh, to be able to win this division uh, and win games in the playoffs. You're not going to be able to win, you know, with the 30th ranked power play in the NHL. You can win a couple games here and there, but, you know, you're not going to go super far whenever the going gets tough. No question about that. What do they need to do on the power play to get it to continue to click? I think they need to continue to uh, generate high danger chances. I think that is going to be really, really big and play with a bit more urgency. Uh, I feel that sometimes they pass the puck around too much and they don't take shots when they should. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I've said it in the past, you know, over these past couple of years, because they're always a team that generates a bunch of shots, whether it's on power play, uh, kill five on five, whatever it may be, they always generate a bunch of shots. And sometimes it feels that they're just shooting to shoot, not shooting to score. And they've been shooting to score. They've been, uh, choosing their shots wisely for the most part. And I think that is going to be really important for them to do. Jared, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Yeah, of course. Uh, you can find the podcast wherever you're getting this podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts. It is wherever you can find your podcast and as well as on YouTube at Locked on Hurricanes. And you can follow the show on social media at lo underscore hurricanes that's twitter and instagram and myself on twitter at jared ellis underscore 96 all right jared always a pleasure thanks so much for joining us always today's episode is brought to you by your friends at bet online betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to World Cup soccer, the NHL and eSports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you could find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And hey, maybe you want to turn your knowledge of the NHL into a chance to win some money. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show the host of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, Harrison Lee. And Harrison, the Jets have won four of their last five. Nice win on Sunday. Uh, give me an idea of where this team is at as we pass the quarter pole of this season. I think the biggest answer is we don't know. <laughs> um, you know, the Jets are like 15-7-1 and one in right now, which is a, a phenomenal record considering, you know, they're, they're down Nikolai Ehlers, one of their best players. Um, and they've had amongst a lot of the NHL teams, especially towards the first part of the season, they've had one of the hardest schedules of any team. Uh, the first couple of weeks were brutal. And so, you know, the Jets to be second in the Central, just trailing Dallas by like two points. That's pretty amazing, uh, all things considered. But you know, with this team and where it's at, I think it's really hard to get a read on them. You know, somebody described them as middling, which I think is an interesting way because they're not so much an average team in the sense that every game is just kind of like a mediocre performance. It's more like they have really great performances at the top. And then the bottom is like, wow, this is really not that much different from the last couple of years where they look like a team that was kind of tanking, right? So somewhere in the middle, that's where the Jets sort of average out. But I think from like a Jets fan perspective, 
the team's a lot more fun to watch, which is good. I think that when they play well, they play a lot better than some of their best games from the past couple of years. And they're able to do it a little more consistently with the way that they're creating chances. And I think that there's like philosophically speaking, a good shift. But I think where this team is at, it's it's hard to say. I would say we won't know probably until closer to 50 games into the season. Everything, like a lot of the underlying numbers for this this Jets squad, um, on top of like the, the kind of chaotic individual performances, it's hard to really say that we know for sure where the squad's at. I, I think it's above average to me personally, but I mean, we still need a larger sample size. It's a weird year for the Jets, and I think Winnipeg is still learning how to be a, a team under bonus. I, I think the shift has been pretty dramatic, and I mean, today, you know, he wasn't really happy with Winnipeg's performance. Um, you know, he was happy that, about the win, but he said, I, I don't get paid to babysit these guys. They need to come out into the first period and get stuff done. Um, he said they're all grown adults. And I was like, ooh, all right. Uh, some interesting choice of words. So obviously the, the Jets are still working on some things and there is a lot of room for improvement. One thing that Rick Bonus cannot complain about is the goaltending or at least the starting goaltending. Tell me about how good that has been. And, and uh, Hellebuck just looks very, very solid. I, I know I'm biased and I'm, I'm sure that there's some votes for Sorokin and a few other goalies out there. Um, but for me, Hellebuck this year is currently my Vezina favorite. I think that he's doing a ton of work, um, particularly on the PK. That that PK save percentage of his has picked up a lot. Uh, the Jets PK in general has been a lot better, um, but Hellebuck just looks really sharp. He's been maybe on some of the best form of his career. I mean, some of the saves that he's making this year are just jaw-dropping. Last year, he had a, a slightly down year, and he was still like top 10 amongst goalies for goals above replacement um, and goals saved above expectation, which is just nuts. Uh, I mean, he's just a model for consistency that we don't really see from goalies very often. I think somebody looked, you know, from the last five or six years of players and in, in their goals above replacement value, and Hellebuck is like 60 above the next closest person. Um, I mean, partly because the Jets concede so much, uh, he has to do a lot more work than most other goalies. He faces like the highest volume of shots. I don't know if it's as stark this year, but based on what he's done so far and, and how many wins he's racking up, the amount of saves that he's making, the quality of the saves that he's making, I think for me, he is the, the Vezina winner at the end of the season. Well, he's certainly off to a very good start in that regard. Is there one player so far this year who has frustrated you the most in his inconsistency? Hmm. I guess I, 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 I want to call it inconsistency, but it is unfortunately a little more consistent. Uh, it's Neil Pionk, and he's like a guy I love. I mean, he's one of the few players that I think has, from the beginning, been very vocally accountable. He understands his place on the team. And when the team or him himself aren't playing well, he's always quick to identify. He knows what's wrong. The problem has been kind of translating that into on-ice results. Uh, and you can actually tell watching him, his body language, his frustration when he makes a mistake. He knows in his head what he's supposed to do. It's just getting it to play out that that's been a problem. When he signed his contract extension, you know, there was some risk with it. And there was a concern that the season that he had in the North division where he was smoking Connor McDavid every other week, you know, suddenly you're not going to be facing that from the following seasons. Then he got injured. He had a concussion. And after that, he just didn't really seem the same. Um, and a lot of his decision-making this year 
it's it's pretty chaotic. I mean, he he turns over the puck a lot. He tries to skate through like three defenders. It's just a very odd season for him. Um, and it kind of makes me wonder long term, you know, what is his spot with this team? And, and does he have a long term place with the Jets? I don't know. But it's it's been frustrating because, you know, on a personal level, I think he's one of the few guys uh, from the beginning who's been really stand up. Um, and you just kind of wish the best for him. He's a super nice guy. He always fights really hard on his shifts. But the results just haven't really aligned with the expectations. What do you think Rick Bonus needs to do most to get this team to be more consistent? What is he looking for? That's a tough one because I think with the way that the team is constructed, that's that's where a lot of the issues kind of lie. And so I don't know how Bonus can really get more out of the squad. I mean, the reality is the front office has to give him more to work with. Um, Forward-wise, he has really good forechecking lines. The bottom six is very good at defensively dominating and also creating chances um, by crashing the net and using space well. But, you know, the finishing talent, we don't have as much of as we used to. Uh, the defense, it's, I mean, in an okay spot, but I wouldn't say, you know, all of the pairings are doing super well. You know, Brendan Dillon hasn't really been um, at his best and most consistent. Uh, Neil Pionk is struggling a lot. And, you know, off and on, Dylan DeMello, who is one of our most stable presences on this team, he'll have off nights that are a little bit uncharacteristic. But I, I think he's doing about as much as he can get out of this team. Um, I mean, I would like, you know, maybe Kyle Connor to back check a little more. Uh, we all kind of know that that's not really a thing that he does. But he's getting more out of Mark Shifley. He's found a way to make Blake Wheeler still, you know, a, a potent player. And I think he's done enough to get this team to a reasonable state. At this point, it's kind of on the front office to give him more tools to work with. And do you think they'll do that before the trade deadline? That's a tough one. I think they have to do it. Um, I mean, even the local Winnipeg media is saying it. And when the local Jets media is saying it, usually that means that somebody higher up recognizes the problem and has suggested that they're looking at it. I think Vancouver is a natural target. They've got Besser, Horvat, number of players that they would probably like to uh, send on to better teams. They had like, I don't know, 20 scouts or something at the last Manitoba Moose game. So it, it's clear that there's a lot of folks who know the Jets have a lot of defenders that they could part with. Uh, same for the actual big club itself. I think the question is, do the Jets feel they can be proactive? In my opinion, they definitely should. I think this is the year to do it. You know, the Central is kind of weak. Winnipeg has a team that's kind of getting by with an all right amount of scoring and jaw-droppingly good goaltending. This team deserves better. I think the front office owes it to the squad. Um, so maybe this is the year that they really surprise us and they make a big splash. I mean, if they add like a major top six forward, I think it would change the way that people look at the Jets this year. Be interesting to see how it plays out. We have a few months before the trade deadline. Harrison, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? So we have the uh, Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, which you can follow our podcast Twitter account at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at HL Living Loco. You can follow the podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, same as where Locked On NHL is, Odyssey, YouTube, Megaphone, Spotify, your favorite platforms. And as always, it is free to subscribe. All right. Harrison, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on.
Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I am not a great pill taker and I don't want to have to take five, six, seven pills to get my daily nutrition. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy focus, and aging. All these things. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that, that is athleticgreens.com/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhlnetwork/nhl
underrated confidence because I think that four out of five is is if you're in Edmonton, it still seems like they're underwater right now. What what do you think is the reason for the slow starts for giving up those first goals more often than not? Um, well, where should we begin? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing is I think the defense is not where it should be. Uh, at during the off season, there was a lot of questions on is this defense good enough? And I sat there and I uh, I was one of those guys who just went, no, it's good, it's fine, we'll be fine. Bouchard's gonna keep developing. Broberg's gonna be a full time player. And we got none of those. You're sitting there going, Evan Bouchard was supposed to be this guy who picks up where Tyson Berry left off on the power play unit. And he's just now over the last couple of games figuring out his offensive touch. Still, defensively, he's a little shaky, but he's finding his game there as well. Philip Roberg has only been called up since last week because he's had a, a, not really a myriad of injuries, but a couple of injuries over the last couple of weeks, including a uh, deep cut into his hand from a steak knife as he was trying to open it with a sheath. However, the sheath wasn't on and he just sliced his hand. He had to go through and have a whole bunch of stitches. So that's tough for a player like Broberg, who's trying to fight into the lineup and now just finding his feet there. Then we can talk about the obvious, the goaltending. Let's talk about the goaltending because it has been an issue, not just this year, but for a while. Uh, you know, the duo of Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell, not the most consistent right now. Yeah, and you're coming into the season. and Well, first of all, everybody who watched Jack Campbell in Toronto went, Hey, this guy's inconsistent. And all the Oilers fans went, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know what? Maybe they were right. Hate to admit it, but maybe they were right. But you're coming also, you're also coming into the season and going, well, Ken Holland said in the press conference after the first day of free agency, and he said, ah, oh, yeah, we're expecting probably about a 60 20 or 60. Well, 60-40 split between Campbell and uh, uh, Stuart Skinner out of 100%. Not out of all the games. I was trying to do the math. I'm not a math guy. But you know where I'm coming from that. Um, But then Campbell has his start that he has. And then Stuart Skinner starts four games in a row. And you take a look at the numbers behind the exact same defense Stuart Skinner is outperforming Jack Campbell. Stuart Skinner has a goals against average of 2.91 right now, where Jack Campbell has uh, above 4.0 goals against average. And the save percentage of 914 for Skinner, above 900. Gil, I cannot tell you how excited I am to see a goaltender above 910 with a save percentage. The last couple of years, we've had Mike Skinner and and, and, and Miko Koskinen to watch. Hey, Stuart Skinner has done massive things for the Oilers, but you're sitting there and going, A, is that sustainable? Because he's he is a rookie. He is still a rookie. Right. And B, this is your big signing. This was your marquee signing, a five-by-five deal for Jack Campbell, and you're 
into the start of his career as an oiler and they're already talking about oh can you send him down <laughs> not no not, not at all i mean look the goals against average wouldn't be so bad if it was 1987 Hey, yeah. Hey, him and Billy Smith would be fighting for the top of the league. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is there an answer? I mean, what, what can the Oilers do to steady the ship in net? That's tough. It's tough because I think the answer is you just stick with it. Realistically, you take a look at how many games – Jack Campbell has played. This is a five-year contract, and he's hardly a quarter into the first year of that contract. There's a lot of time left. And yes, I will say this is the quarter line of the, the season, and this is now the time where you've had your evaluations. You know, you know what you have now. Now is the time to go, okay. How can we start building with what we have now? How do we, what adjustments do we make with what we have now? And I think this is now where you realize what type of goaltender Jack Campbell is. I mean, you hear him talk after games and, and you go, oh my goodness, this guy can beat himself up. And you're trying to get away from that. But then you hear Jacob Markstrom say the exact same thing the other day and you go, okay. What's going on here? There seems to be a little mentality thing. Maybe it's just in Alberta. Maybe it's in the water, some, <laughs> some people would say. But no, it's just, I, I think there's just, Jacob Markstrom was a Vesna Trophy candidate the last couple of years. I just think there, you go through lapses. You got to figure it out. New place for Campbell too, right? There's a lot of pressure. Well, we'll see whether or not he can turn it around. It obviously would be important to the Oilers if he does. Brett, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they can find the podcast and where they can find you on social media? You can find me everywhere on social media at The Real Holden 40. I think my next opia is still that as well. Uh, but you don't care about me, you care about the show. You can find the show at Locked On Oilers on Twitter, exactly how it's spelled. And you can also find us on YouTube, Locked On Oilers there. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. What, why haven't you? You get to see a Linus Omark jersey. When was the last time you saw one of those? There, there you go. There you go. And whenever the Oilers are playing, take the over. That's the, uh... <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Hammer it. Hammer it. <laughs> All right. Brad, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NHL podcast. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On NHL your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank my guests today, Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes, Brett Holden of Locked On Oilers, and Harrison Lee of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. I'm Gil Martin. Remember to join us every Monday through Friday for the biggest stories from around the league right here on Locked On NHL. Have a great day, everyone, and thanks for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.